This is the Rocky Mountain Review. I'm your host, Maximus Hunter. And I'm Ren Wadsworth. And we're joined in the studio with our reporter, Coda, Coda Babcock. Babcock. Ooh, a little Ooh. jinx right there. <laughs> nice. Um, and before we get started on our schedule for today, we wanted to remind you guys that we're still doing that ticket giveaway to the two haunted houses in Denver. That would be the 13th floor and Asylum. Right. And all you have to do if you want those tickets is go ahead and text us with a scary or silly story to 970-491-5278. Once again, that number is 970-491-5278. You can also tweet us at KCSC. UFM. Right, and we're going to be deciding that at the end of the show today. So go ahead and give us your scary stories and then your name and which haunted house you'd like to go to. That's Asylum or 13th Floor. But we've got a great show coming up for you today. So first of all, uh, we're going to have local news with Coda Babcock, and I'll do some campus news later on. We've got an awesome interview today with a gentleman from the Pagan Pride of Fort Collins, um, and they have an event in August and... Um, operate all year round so that's going to be really fun and interesting we're looking forward to that we're going to be talking a little bit about this cold weather today because uh i don't know if you've noticed listeners but it is uh, a little chilly outside (laughs) (laughs) um after that depending on uh, if dixon lawson can make it to the studio through said said cold weather we may have sports with dixon we may have to save that for thursday but we will be talking about the NCAA and their decision to allow college athletes to profit off their likenesses, which uh, is, is pretty groundbreaking, honestly. Um, after that, we're going to be doing National Days, and uh, then I think we're going to announce the winners of that ticket giveaway. Woo. Yeah, so uh, great show coming up. Uh, we'll have our usual weather segment now with our brand new music that I, I finally got in there, so... I'm pretty excited for that. But I think first, Coda is going to give us some local news. You ready, Coda? Yeah. All right. Again, I'm Coda Babcock, and this is your local news for Tuesday, October 29, 2019. One person was killed after a head-on crash between a 2016 Dodge pickup truck and a 2006 Freightliner box truck in Larimer County's Poudre Canyon on Monday morning, according to Colorado State Patrol. The incident occurred around 10.30 a.m. in the 3800 block of Highway 14. The person killed was pronounced dead at the scene, and it's not known if the other party faces any injuries. The Complete Count Committee in Loveland is seeking groups and individuals to volunteer in handling Loveland's population count for the 2020 census. Federal funding and district line redrawing are both a focus of the recount. In order to make sure that both things are done accurately and fairly, Loveland needs a dedicated set of volunteers to make sure no person goes uncounted. The Complete Count Committee is entirely made up of volunteers and work with local government to help raise awareness about the 2020 census and remind citizens of their civic duty to respond. Information is protected by law and does not get shared with immigration or law enforcement agencies. If you live in Loveland and want to get involved, please call 970-962-2304 or email justinebruno at cityofloveland.org. Fort Collins City Council members are hosting listening sessions beginning this week. Council member Emily Gorgel will be hosting an informal community listening session on Saturday, November 2nd from 10 to 11 a.m. at the District 6 office located at 200 West Mountain Avenue, Suite B. All residents are welcome to attend with no RSVP needed to share input on the issues facing Fort Collins. For more information on this upcoming listening, contact Sarah Kane at skane at fcgov.com or visit fcgov.com slash city council. Larimer County residents have reported receiving fake deed notices in the mail. The inquiries appear to be coming from the property profile incorporated. 
um, a California-based organization. The notices request for owner for property owners to pay a, to get a copy of other recorded deed notices. Property owners who receive this notice are asked to contact local police and not respond to the mailer. Property owners have have access to property records either over the phone or at the Larimer County Access assessor's office at 200 west oak street in fort collins on the second floor they can be reached at 970-498-7050 or at larimer.org assessor that's all for today's local news i'm coda babcock and you're listening to the rocky mountain review on 90.5 fm kcsu fort collins thanks coda i th- that's such a uh, important thing i think we should reiterate that that uh no one, no one is charging, going to be charging you for any information on your the deeds to your property or anything along those lines. And if someone is, they are trying to fraud you. So uh, that that information is free, and I just think that's definitely worth reiterating. Avoid any scams. I know we had a conversation about scams on our show mm-hmm, last what, week. Was that was that really just last week? I think it was on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I think you're right. <laughs> Time flies. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Speaking of time flying, it's already flown. So we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to be talking with Fort Collins Pagan Pride uh, about what paganism, what paganism is, what it means, and what pagan pride is. So uh, look forward to that, and we will be right back here on 90.5 KCSU, Fort Collins. This is the Rocky Mountain Review. And we're back on the Rocky Mountain Review. My name is Maximus Hunter. And I'm Ren Wadsworth. And we are joined with someone from the Pagan Pride of Fort Collins. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. Yeah, uh, I'm Jordan Beard with Fort Collins Pagan Pride. And uh, really excited to be here. Thank you. Thanks for coming in, Jordan. All right, so uh, let's start it off by talking about uh, what paganism is. And uh, your website describes paganism as kind of an overarching umbrella term for a number of different spiritual affiliations. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what that means and how you define paganism? So that's actually a thing that gets uh, really complicated really quickly, but the, the really short version is that paganism is a spiritual path that centers around nature, the seasons, solar and lunar happenings. Any religion or spiritual path that falls under that category or takes cues from nature can fall under the pagan umbrella term. But it kind of depends on the individual, whether or not they consider themselves a pagan or not. So that actually leads into our next question about how you would describe yourself spiritually. (laughs) Well, that that also gets a little complicated. Um, So personally, I call myself a Taoist with Native American medicine leanings, but I am also an eclectic pagan priest. So uh, for those that know about uh, paganism, I have uh, relationships with the Norse gods as well as a few of the Greek gods. And um, for everybody that's not a pagan, that's probably going to sound pretty weird. But that's the way I would describe myself. So how, how do you, for those of us who aren't pagans, how do you kind of explain following gods from different uh, backgrounds under the same faith? Yeah, that's actually a pretty common uh, question. The trick there, and the way that I would put it, is that it has to be a personal reaction. You put your energy out there, you put your intention out there, and then what comes back to you and what talks back is the thing that you then connect with. And that may be 
a concept, that might be a deity, it may be just a, a season, um, a, an element, uh, a plant. Whatever you put out there and it talks back, that's the thing that you are then relating to. So it's really about personal connection. Absolutely. Absolutely about personal connection. There's very little dogma in the pagan sphere. Um, it, it's, it's more about that feeling, that personal reaction to things. Gotcha. And then would you be willing to go a little bit more into pagan pride? Absolutely. So paganism is often very misunderstood, uh, and, and it's been that way for a very long time. One of the big things that we get is, um, I, I'm just going to throw it out there, is that, that people think that we uh, worship the devil or that we're Satanists. We get confused with other organizations and other faiths. We're not those things. We, we don't believe in a devil. So how, why would we worship him it um when we don't believe it exists so we're out there to try and dispel some of those misconceptions some of those misunderstandings pagans are out there in every walk of life they're your neighbors we're doctors lawyers we work at the grocery store we're normal folks that want the same things that everybody else does we want a better world we want clean air we want our kids to grow up happy and healthy we, we want a world that, uh, you know, supports and is more kind and caring and loving. We have a lot of the same morals that anybody else does, but this stigma still exists. So Fort Collins Pagan Pride is out there, uh, as well as many other Pagan Pride organizations nationally and internationally, to try and spread real information, to really dispel those misunderstandings, to get the information out there that we're here, we're not scary, uh, we're friendly people, and we're in your community trying to do good, do better th things. And what do you think could happen if uh, people's perspectives towards paganism changed and they learned more and lost those un misunderstandings? Well, for one thing, I think a lot of the prejudices that uh, pagans face would uh, evaporate. Uh, knowledge is really key. When we reach out and we get to know each other, it's harder to hate one another. There are people that actually get threats for being pagans. Um, myself, I, I was actually threatened with losing a job uh, at one point because of my faith. My direct manager, thankfully, was a good guy who, who said, just don't let the owners know that uh, you are, are not a Christian and it'll be OK. And, and so we kept it secret for years. Uh, I was able to keep that job because I did keep it secret. Uh, but now I'm out uh, what we call the broom closet, um, <laughs> no longer hiding. Um, and uh, I, I'm out here. I'm not afraid anymore. And um, I'd like to see that be a thing that, that everybody's free to be themselves, be it about their religion, gender identity, sexual identity, whatever it is, people should be free to be themselves. And, and that's one of our hopes, is that getting paganism out of the closet, getting it to not be so scary, educating people will then let them be open. Makes sense. So let's talk about... Uh, paganism as that kind of uh, term about people being free. Are there so other affiliations, be it religious or spiritual, that paganism does not describe? Oh, yeah. Uh, there's actually many. Um, and again, it, it's really a personal thing. Um, just as an example, uh, most people would not uh, classify uh, Buddhism as a pagan faith. 
However, there are Buddhists that do classify themselves as pagan. It does take a lot of uh, inference from uh, natural cycles, from, uh, you know, the seasons, things like that. And, and a lot of uh, the cues of Buddhism are, are taken from nature. So that's an example. Another one, uh, Satanism, Church of Satan, really not um, pagan faiths at all. They don't fall under that umbrella. Um, there's a lot of them out there that, uh, that would not fall under that classification. But again, it's always down to the person's understanding of their own beliefs. Yeah, another question I have is some uh, people who identify as pagan also identify as a witch, and then there are also some people who hate that term. Is that also kind of a personal choice in that matter? Absolutely, yeah, that is that is absolutely a thing. So uh, one of my partners on uh, Northern Colorado Covenant of the River, uh, that's the organization that, uh, that I help run as well as uh, president of Fort Collins Pagan Pride, one of uh, one of them identifies herself as a hodgepodge kitchen pot witch, <laughs> and um, actually she's probably listening right now. So hygiene, um, but it's just great because she she has identified this definition for herself, and that gives it more personality. That gives it more power because of her identification with it. So, yes, uh, the, the joke goes that um, not all birds are ducks, but all ducks are birds. That doesn't always work for paganism, but in general, you can say that, um, you know, most witches or Wiccans um, are pagans, but not all pagans are witches. And then my other question is, there are a lot of representations of pagans and witches on television and movies. And some of them, I would say it's more than almost any other denomination, and it's more cartoonish than a lot of other de denominations. Do you think that helps or hurts um, your beliefs? Well, I don't think that there's any external force that Hollywood or, or any TV show can uh, exert that would hurt uh, our personal belief systems. However, the perception of pagans, of witches, um, it, it, it's a little of both. You, you get some of column A, some of column B. There are some that, that try to get it right. Um, I, I can't think of a title right now, but there's been a few where it's been uh, admirable, where they've tried to represent what we call magic in a more realistic way. But in general, you uh, when you say that word magic, people either think of uh, David Copperfield stage magic, or they think of Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings, and and none of those is what we mean by magic. So, what do you mean by magic? Out of curiosity. Well, it's actually uh, it, it's going to sound a little weird at first, but uh, I, I'm going to put some correlations there. Sure. The definition of magic is the use of non-physical means using energy to create change in the world around you. Okay. Now, that's very ambiguous, but I want you to think about it akin to praying for someone that is sick. Uh, isn't that a non-physical way that you try to affect a change in the world around you? So, really, magic and prayer are very similar in a lot of different ways. And I will say that a lot of uh, pagans, especially the uh, eclectic pagans, 
absolutely believe in the power of prayer, just as uh, Judeo-Christians do. Gotcha. So let's talk a little bit about Pagan Pride, the event. So Pagan Pride is an event that happens every year. It took place early this year in August. What happens at Pagan Pride? Well, so the the main thing with Pagan Pride Day, um, which is the event in August, as opposed to Pagan uh, Pagan Pride, which is the organization, is uh, that we want to get the message out there and let people come and meet each other. It's, it's one of those things, again, to, to dispel the misunderstanding, to dispel the fear. It's hard to hate someone once you've met one. Um, it, it's, it's akin to, you know, the folks that are saying, you know, it's hard to discriminate against Muslims once you know a handful of them. We're trying to do the same thing. Come on out. Everybody's welcome. And just meet a few pagans. See, see what we're like. See that we're not scary. There are also some classes and, and workshops going on. We have live music. There's uh, open rituals, so you can see actually kind of the inner workings of what paganism looks like behind the curtain, so to speak. Um, we have open public rituals out there. And sure. there are information booths and people talking and, and just there to answer questions. So, uh, yeah, we invite everybody. Uh, August 22nd, 2020 is our next one. Awesome. Um, check out the website, though. It's uh, fortcollinspaganpride.org. Um, and, and we'll be getting details up there uh, shortly after the first of the year for that. Great to know. Um, and we, we're getting to the end here, but, uh, and we touched on this a little bit earlier, but I'd, I'd love to just talk about this a little more. Um, you said there are a lot of misconceptions about how society sees pagans. And, well, I know one of them you talked about was uh, you know, pagans worship Satan, which you said isn't true. What are the kinds of misconceptions you, do you see, and uh, could you dispel them for us real quick, just for our listeners? Uh, well, one of the big ones is uh, actually that, uh, you know, pagans are um, evil in general. Yeah, leaving uh, Satan and Satanism out of it, the idea that we worship the concept of evil, not, not the truth at all. Um, again, we have a lot of the same morality as uh, anybody else in the community. Um, another big one is that uh, paganism is very secretive. And I will say that in the past, it has had to be. Uh, again, that, that terminology that we use, the broom closet. People have had to hide that they were pagan. And so they, they became what we now call solitary pagans. But um, paganism uh, isn't really that way as much anymore. People are able to get out and gather. Um, we love to gather. We're, we're actually working on an event uh, coming up in May uh, called Untamed. Um, it, I work on so many events. We do so many different things uh, in the community together. We just had a big open ritual the other day. We're we're doing this Untamed Festival, um, which is an outdoor camping, uh, live music, lots of uh, spiritual activities, lots of different things. We're no longer hiding, um, and we no longer have to be secretive or, or solitary. And again, it's it's not uh, it's not scary. It's not evil. We believe in a, a rough karmic system. And again, each person's faith is is individual. But most pagans believe in some sort of karmic system that if you put good into the world, you'll get good back. So we're good, folks. We're not scary. Come check us out or, or write us an email anytime. Right on. And then before we wrap up, is there anything else you would want people who are unfamiliar with uh, paganism to know? Oh, um, we like to have a good time. Uh, seriously, we're, we're fun people. We're really, uh, we're pretty relaxed. 
Um, we, we almost always, most of our groups, uh, especially here in the northern Colorado area, are very open, uh, open to the public. If you have questions, don't be afraid to ask. Find one on, online. You can Google, um, you know, northern Colorado pagans, Fort Collins pagans, even down into Love, uh, Loveland, Longmont. We know groups out there that are open to the public. Feel free to ask. Um, we would love to answer your questions. And uh, so, so reach out. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Right. Absolutely. And that's all the time we have, but thank you again for coming in. We're going to take a longer break, but before we do that, we're going to have... We're going to... Uh, we got a ticket giveaway, and we're going to promo that again. Um, so we are giving away uh, two pairs of tickets. One pair of tickets to Asylum Haunted House, one pair of tickets to 13th Floor Haunted House. If you would like to enter for a chance to win these pair of tickets... All you have to do is text us your favorite scary or funny Halloween story before the show's over today, because we're going to be naming the winners at the end of the show today. So there's still time. Text us in that story to 970-491-5278. That's 970-491-5278. Or you can tweet us at KCSUFM your favorite scary or funny Halloween story for a chance to win two pairs of tickets, one to Asylum Haunted House, one to 13th Floor. All right, and we're going to take that break, but right after, you're going to hear Campus News with Max, so stay tuned. And we're back on the Rocky Mountain Review. My name is Maximus Hunter. And I'm Ren Wandsworth, and we are joined in the studio by our amazing reporter. Hannah Babcock. And we're about to hear from Max for some campus news. But before we do yes, that, we, we have a ticket giveaway to 13th Floor Haunted House and Asylum Haunted House. We have a pair of tickets for both of those. And if you want to get your hands on those, go ahead and text us a scary or silly story to 970-491-5278. Once again, that number is 970-491-5278. You can also tweet us at KCSUFM. And all you have to do is text us that scary or silly Halloween theme story, your name, and which haunted house you would like to go to. That's Asylum or 13th Floor, and we're going to be reading the winners aloud at the end of today's show, so uh, definitely, if you got one, send it in if you want those tickets. But uh, it is time for your campus news, um, and so, hello. My name is Maximus Hunter, and this is your campus news for Tuesday, October 29th, 2019. You're tuned in to 90.5 KCSU, Fort Collins. So CSU released an official statement on the weather this morning, and it addresses potential future school closures. It says uh, all CSU classes, events, and activities will continue as scheduled today through this evening. And then it reads, the city and county indicate that road crews are keeping up with clearing roads and facilities management is keeping up with snow removal on campus. They recommend using caution while driving and possibly using public transportation instead. There is a storm warning in effect until tomorrow at 12 p.m., so CSU will continue to monitor the weather and provide any updates if necessary, and that includes potential future school closures. Yeah, I don't know. I've heard some interest in that lately. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cross Road, not a cross road, but a cross road on campus is closed until November 15th. Beginning yesterday, the South Campus Roadway was shut down to accommodate construction. Uh, Crossroads serves for access to the Bus Barn, the Orthopedic Research Center, uh, SCVMA, Remodel and Construction Services Shop, the Translational Medical Institute, and the Equine Performance Analysis Facility. 
there will be a marked detour road to get to these areas. That would be Bay Road, which you can access off of Drake. For the 33rd year, CANS around the Oval has uh, completed and has this year raised nearly $52,000 in donations and 18,000 pounds of food. CANS stands for Cash and Nutritional Staples, and the program is one of the most successful food drives and fundraisers in the northern Colorado region. It's coordinated by the Student Leadership Involvement and Community Engagement Office, SLICE, to support the food bank for Larimer County. Thousands of people take part in ways that work for them, whether that be on a team or individually, by volunteering, donating food, or even donating money. The winners of Cans Around the Oval are decided by a point system, which combines the amount of food donated, amount of monetary donations, and their volunteer hours. This year's top overall donors are the College of Business at number one, the Office of the Vice President for Research Divisions at number two, and we actually had him on the show not too long ago, so that's really cool to hear, uh, and Rocky Mountain High School at number three. Uh, We also have some... More campus news, and uh, this is a very new piece from today. A 20-year-old Colorado State football player, Nico Hall, was arrested this weekend on suspicion for driving under the influence as well as underage possession of marijuana. He was also charged with impairing traffic due to an improper turn. Uh, minor in possession, or MIP, is viewed as an unclassified petty offense, and driving under the influence is an unclassified misdemeanor under state law. Um... Hall has played in three out of the last eight games this season as a receiver and did not make it to Saturday night's game in Fresno, California at Fresno State. Uh, Coach Mike Bobo said the incident was being handled internally. Uh, That's always a good reminder, never to drink and drive or drive under the influence at all. And with that has been your campus news. My name is Maximus Hunter. And uh, you're listening to the Rocky Mountain Review on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. We're still here. Yeah. Still doing this thing. And I think oh, we yeah. could swing right into our little mini weather roundtable. Yeah. So um, we're going to be talking for a little bit uh, about just this cold weather and some of some of our favorite <laughs> things about cold weather and some yeah. of our least favorite things about cold weather. And uh, if at any point, listeners, you have uh, thoughts or contributions you'd like to make to today's show, uh Feel free to text them in, 970-491-5278. Or if you'd like to, uh, you know, try and get those tickets, Asylum and 13th Floor Haunted Houses, uh, it's not a scary or funny story, 970-491-5278. But uh, we're just going to be talking about, you know, uh, the weather today. I mean, it kind of came out of nowhere. We didn't get a snow day. We're all here. Uh, How did you guys get here? I drove. Um, I took the bus, um, which was really rough. <laughs> I walked. Oh, no. My goodness. Where, do you, where are you walking from, Coda? I was just walking from um, kind of by Parmalee Hall. I was doing something over there. Oh, okay. okay. It's still a pretty far walk in the snow. I don't know. I um, Only 10 degrees out right now. Yeah, I was hoping and praying for a snow day. Um, knew it wasn't very likely since... Uh, CSU doesn't have a very good track record of giving snow days. Last year was kind of an anomaly. We got three snow days. Yeah, that was nice. And that was the yeah, first none time of them CSU were for that had bad. given um, snow days in 15 years. So that's kind of crazy. Well, and you got to remember that any year that we uh, we do have snow days, the next year we're going to have to be overly cautious and not have nearly as many. Well, I don't know. 
it comes down to it's not really the people on campus that are being affected it's really the people who are coming onto campus yeah commuters campus, commuters are the who ones are driving that suffer. Yep. and commuters who maybe like i know a lot of teachers live in wyoming or a lot of teachers or boulder live in yeah boulder or, boulder. or greeley places that are i, I had expensive. a teacher actually yesterday who made it to class pretty late yeah so it doesn't just affect the students like while it would be nice for students to have a snow day it also impacts faculty and staff who can't make it on campus or it raises the question of like whether you should be risking your life for your job or your education oh this is a round table so i'm going to give a counter argument um this i i don't just just saying i don't fully (laughs) believe what i'm about to say but (laughs) i I do feel like we need a counter argument for this Uh, i would say that you know this winter is just getting started conditions are probably not going to improve very much over the next few months and uh you know, this isn't this isn't going to be the worst of it. So, you know, we're living here in Colorado. It's not like we can close school for all of winter. We just gotta gotta learn to deal with it. You I know. I mean, it's on a it's on a event basis. Like, no, not every winter storm is going to be bad. But if the roads are dangerous enough that people are getting in accidents because it's that bad, then it shouldn't be a question. Like, sure, we've had 10 before, but just because this one is, I don't know. If we had 10 snow days because they were all bad, you shouldn't be stopping us from having one more snow day. And it's just as bad because we've had 10 snow days. Yes, we live in Colorado. Yes, there's winter. However, just because we live in Colorado doesn't mean you get to excuse people's lives. Also, sure. yeah, and then the earlier the snow day happens, like the less the least prepared um, out-of-state students are for it, and the least prepared that even in-state students that haven't d- done it in a whole year are. So I know that Denver Public Schools uh, would do this, and I don't th- I don't think we do this, but s- let's say that for every day uh, that we had a snow day, that would get a- added on to the end of the year so we didn't lose out on those kind of class days. Do you think, think that would be acceptable? I don't think they do it for every single snow day. It's after a certain amount. Yeah. It was, I, I know, at least when I was a kid, it was after three snow days. Yeah, right. that's what it is. And I... I think that's acceptable, and I know I can't say I know. I think a lot of students would also agree with that. That I would rather stay later when the weather's nicer than have to commute in the snow and be worried about my own safety, honestly. And I don't know, the lack of snow day was a little disappointing <laughs> um, for many reasons, but mostly because. Like, it wasn't just, like, a me, like, I don't want to go to school thing, which I know a lot of students thought. It was that a lot of people thought that it was going to be very dangerous to go to school. Like, um, Ben Ben Amundsen directly emailed uh, Joyce McConnell and said, like, here's the reasons why this isn't safe for a lot of students to come to school. This is why we think you should consider a snow day. And apparently he got no response. You know... I mean, and that's that's pretty intense if that's uh, that's a student leader... But we we will be getting more more snow, and you know we didn't we didn't break six inches, I don't think so. Right, and like in Colorado, it never is about the snow. Like we can get ten inches, and the roads will be completely clear. It's always about it's how about the much ice, ice. It's about the safety. On the how many road. people were on your bus today? Uh, probably like ten, honestly. But I also went. <laughs> oh, okay. I left really late because. And here's the funny thing. All my classes canceled, but I still had to come in for work, which I'm fine with. All your classes canceled? Yeah, all of my classes canceled because a lot of the teachers were commuters, so they didn't even come in. So it kind of was like at the point where, well, what's the point of the school staying open if a lot of teachers cancel anyway? Yeah, Yeah, I don't mind still being able to do the show, but also I didn't have class today. I don't have class on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'm just here for this. 
I'm, um, I'm more hoping for tomorrow since it's going to be more snow right. and I have more classes, which means I'm back and forth all day. Well, no, there is there is a chance that that could happen tomorrow. But I think we're going to have to wait till the weather segment to talk about that one because I, I have my theory. But, oh, we uh, didn't talk about our favorite weather activities, though. Oh, yeah. Let's uh, let's, <laughs> let's move into a, 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 yeah, a more fun discussion about it. What are our favorite I, cold I weather do activities? Like, I do like the winter. It sounds I, like I a love very, winter. Like, negative weather or winter i do i'll love start winter. it off my favorite winter activity and i love winter and i i personally i'm yeah i love i my favorite winter activity is skiing because i pure better colorado <laughs> you know that's that's who i am they, yeah. when i was a baby they strapped my legs to two french fries and <laughs> threw me down a mountain we're like go um what about y'all so my favorite outdoor winter activity would probably have to be snowboarding. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Very fun. Um, very expensive. However, I own like three boards, so not as expensive. Um, yeah, right. Once you're old enough to not have to rent stuff, things yeah. get a little easier. Um, but then my favorite indoor activity, I guess like sport act. I have a lot of... Anyway, I'll just say I really like ice skating too or watching ice skating. I'm not good at it, so I like I like being a little stalker and watching the people in the rink and let's That sounds way creepier than it is. I like to just skate around the rink and like watch all the talented people while I just like meander and like pretend I'm good. <laughs> That's fair. Um I I honestly grew up not being able to go skiing or anything like that. So, none of those. Um I really liked sitting in my like and playing outside as a kid. Now I probably just like reading and drinking hot chocolate. So, uh, yeah, I do have to say there's nothing better, in my opinion, than, like, sitting in a warm house while there's, like, snow falling outside and reading a book or watching, like, a calm movie. It's just, it's really nice. <laughs> I can 100% agree with that. So that's what I'm hoping for tomorrow. I'm hoping <laughs> we all can sit at home and just have a little relaxing day. Let's uh let's send out some vibes for let's that. Let's put some ice cubes in the toilet. What's your, what? <laughs> okay, actually, what listeners, list, listeners, text this in because this is this is uh, a question is that we've been debate. debating in the office all day. Uh, have you all heard that phrase before? Put some ice cubes in the toilet to like pray for a snow day because I, I never heard of that. And uh, Ren Ren claimed that this was a very well known thing, and most of her office had heard it, but uh, Hannah Copeland who, uh, you know, runs the show here, uh, she'd never heard of that, and I, I got to say that's pretty pretty new to me. I've never heard it. Yeah, you put ice cubes in the toilet, or you wear your pajamas inside out, or backwards, one of the two. I've heard of the snow dance. I've never like, heard of my that. My mom jokingly goes, oh, it's, we got to dance for snow. That's like a rain dance. Kind of, yeah. Um, or you could put a spoon under your pillow. I don't know. There's a lot of, like, Those are so, superstitious <laughs> things that, like, don't really make any sense. But, like, you just do as a child. Like, it's not really an adult thing that you do, but. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, hey. Sure. <laughs> whatever, whatever gets the snow coming, you know? If it works, it works. All right. Well, text us in and let us know if you've done any of that if you've told your kids to do that or if you've heard any of those because i'm going crazy trying to figure out who knows this and who doesn't so go ahead and text us in at 970-491-5278 once again that number is 970-491-5278 if you've heard of any of those also you can text us in about our ticket giveaway that we're going to announce right after my national segment so it's coming up quick yeah and we're that's going to be our there. ticket giveaway for the 13th floor haunted house and the asylum haunted house we have two pairs of tickets and if you want either of those go ahead and text us your scary or silly story and your name and which tickets you would like to either 13th floor or, or asylum and that number is going to be 970-491-5278 
Once again, that number is 970-491-5278. Or you can tweet us at KCSUFM. Heck yeah, you can. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, though, and we're going to come back after that with our uh, final roundtable discussion about the NCAA allowing players to use their likeness and make money off of it. Uh, exciting stuff. We'll be right back. And we're back on the Rocky Mountain Review. I'm Maximus Hunter. And I'm Ren Wadsworth. And we're joined in the studio by our amazing reporter. Cut of Abcock. And thank you to Chris Shiflett for giving us that awesome intro. I did not know he'd done one of those. Oh, that's super cool. Wow. (laughs) So we're coming back in with another roundtable. It's a very roundtable-centric day. Uh, But earlier today we did hear, um, his name is Jordan, right? From Jordan from Fort Collins Pagan Pride. And um, we talked about some of this winter weather. Well, not with him. We talked about pagan pride with him and what is paganism. <laughs> stuff like that. But after that, we talked about some of this winter weather and our own experiences with it. And, you know, how, how some of us really, really want a snow day. Um, yes, I want it so bad. <laughs> I, I said some of us. I was going to let that be ambiguous. Oh, but <laughs> it's, it's all of us. <laughs> oh, they can't tell. I can't tell if I'm looking at you. They can only hear me. Well, now you know. It's me. Yeah, it's, it's Ren. Uh, <laughs> But uh, we're gonna we're gonna change gears a little bit. But before we do that, we would just like to say we will be giving away those tickets in 15 minutes to Asylum Haunted House and 13th Floor Haunted House. Text us your scary or uh, funny Halloween story to 970-491-5278. That's 970-491-5278, or tweet at KCSUFM, and the winners will be read aloud and uh, given tickets. And so that's uh, we got you know uh, about 15 minutes until that happens. So uh, text those in ASAP. Um, But we are going to be discussing, so the NCAA has decided to allow athletes to profit off their likeness so they can, you know, merchandise their name and their face. And when they sell jerseys with their names on them, they'll make money and stuff like that. Um, And part of the, uh, there's been a little pushback from some of these colleges that have more popular sports teams and uh the while the ncaa has like decided they're going to do this it's going to start in 2023 um there's still some kind of skepticism about how viable this actually is so what, what do you guys think what do you think uh first of all why do you think that athletes haven't been able do you think to profit off their names yet um well, oh, go ahead go oh ahead. i was going to say well as terrible as it sounds and i'm trying to phrase this delicately when you are a part of um, a team like a college or a national team you are essentially owned by that team and most of the things that you make for that team um, go directly to that team and that's most of the reason I think they haven't what's it called gotten profit from that is that from the team's perspective they're like well we're you're already getting paid by us or Obviously, for colleges, they're not getting paid. Tuition, yeah. Yeah, you're getting tuition from us. So, like, we need, we want to get something back from your participation in our team. So, that makes sense to me. But I also see it from the player's side that it's like, well, but it's my name. It's my image. It's my face. Like, I should be getting something from this as well. Yeah, I agree with that, definitely. Um, I think that also colleges, um, especially colleges that are more private institutions, um, it's harder for them to get funding outside of tuition. Um, Public colleges obviously get a lot of times land grants, 
um, other funding from the state. But I think that sometimes colleges depend on that a little too much when they're deciding uh, salaries, like what the new things to put in, infrastructure, all that stuff. Um, I think it's great personally that students are being able to benefit from this just because uh, they are putting their, in a lot of ways, football players especially, are putting their lives at risk because of brain yeah. injuries, all that, those kind of things. That's a common track record, uh, concussions, and even, even other kind of physical injuries. And we discussed earlier on the show, uh, I believe about a month ago, uh, the possibility of you know college athletes making actual salaries right. and uh, I kind of like this as like a, a workaround almost because that way you're not uh, incentivizing uh, players to show up to different schools based on a potential salary rather players that are already popular can make money off their likeness and you know it's an incentive to be a better player that doesn't have the schools actually the kind of cherry picking which players get to be more successful yeah definitely also, with the point you made about, um, you know, a team owning the players' performances, I mean, it's a lot like uh, even working for some place like a radio station, like this radio station. I, and I actually I don't know exactly what our policy is on this, but a lot of you know, for in a lot of creative jobs, any content you're created is owned by, you know, wh whoever is hosting it. You know, I mean, if you work for a TV studio and you make a, a short piece that gets played on the TV studio, it usually belongs to the TV studio, and that that tends to be a pretty common way of doing things in uh you know most most kind of entertainment spaces where you've got you've got a talent and the talent is kind of Even, earning money off yeah. of their own performance and i think it's really interesting that this might be happening because it's kind of like uh it's almost in the way that kind of youtube revolutionized how how uh video content creators could be making their money and by being independent and not having to go through these networks it does kind of give a little more autonomy to the college athletes themselves well i'm wondering if this will incentivize um colleges and like organizations like the nfl to stop making merchandise because they're not making money so what's the point they'd still be making some i think well, that's, yeah. that's the question is how much are the players making as opposed to the nfl if the player is making 60 percent yeah. and the nfl is making 40 percent off a jersey that doesn't make sense so that, for the NFL i think it'd be, be more making... of like a spotify situation if that makes sense so like yeah. a certain amount of like a certain amount of cents per play goes to the artist, but the most most of it goes to the um, That would make sense. So, I mean, as far as it looks like the official announcement says there's no set rules, I'd imagine it would probably be independently negotiated between, you know, players and their teams and, the, you know, the organizations. Um, well, then that, I don't know, to me that also is a little bit worrisome the independently negotiating because well, yeah, then, you gotta, then some people are like people. well we'll give you one percent and yeah. another person oh well we'll give you 40 percent it's not really that kind of defeats the purpose and it's probably drastically different depending on different sports even if like yes for example let's say that a basketball team is more successful or um a women's mm -hmm. volleyball team is more successful than like a soccer or football team um in most cases, I'm going to assume that women's sports will end, if it's privately negotiated, women's sports will end up getting less to their players just because that's happened previously with other things. Like the women's soccer team generally gets less um, notoriety in our, like our national team compared to I our mean, U.S. soccer team for I'm, men. That's is and that's true. I think for not just sports, but in contract yeah, generally. In, for for young people, young people in contract negotiations don't tend to go great together and, yeah um you know especially i think that's where a lot of 
you know, people often claim in entertainment industries and the sports industries that young people kind of get taken advantage of for their their talent and their labor, and that's kind of where a lot of that comes from is in contract negotiations, and um, that's why it's always good to, you know, uh, know know some legal some some legal terms and how how that stuff works or know a lawyer because uh that stuff that stuff is serious and it matters and uh you know it matters for athletes it matters for entertainers it matters for everyone and I, well i think this is in general really good news for student athletes honestly i think it's it's a really good thing that there there are definitely risks Definitely. associated with having to uh, really, you know, having a young person negotiate a contract. Well, there are things that need to be clarified as well, and there are a lot it's of... It's a very general law. Right, there's a lot of rule, loopholes law. that can be jumped through right now. Like, what is, what's stopping me from just selling my own merchandise and Nothing. making all the profits? Well, and that would, uh, that would be absolutely uh, okay by this and that's not necessarily a bad thing I think especially if you're saying you want people to avoid being taken advantage of by their teams but uh, we're going to wrap up this discussion and I think it's time for nationals and then after nationals we're going to announce the winners of our ticket giveaway Woo. so uh, if you are interested in last minute submitting to win these tickets uh, we are still for five, like five more minutes going to take stories so if you've got a spooky or funny story uh, that's Halloween related and you would like to win a pair of tickets to 13th floor or Asylum Haunted House just text us at 970-491-5278 your story your name and which pair of tickets you'd like to win and once again you would be sending that to 970-491-5278 pair of tickets 13th floor or Asylum Haunted House uh, you've got about four minutes because we are going into nationals alright Ren what oh. day is it today? All right, so today is October 29th. Cannot believe it's basically the end of October. Zoomed by. Anyway, uh, it's also National Oatmeal Day. Woo. I thought, Woo. You, I thought everyone was going to be <laughs> Sorry. more excited about oatmeal. I love oatmeal, I love oatmeal. yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so oatmeal is an inexpensive and nutritionally beneficial breakfast meal. The breakfast dish can, add, can have spices, fruits, or nuts added to it, or it can be part of a larger meal. Some soups even call for oats and oatmeal to be added to the recipe to increase the thickness and flavor of the soup. Some of the benefits of eating oatmeal include a bowl of oatmeal daily can lower cholesterol. It may reduce the risk of heart disease. It may reduce your risk of cancer, according to the American Cancer Society. And the grain is low in fat. Oatmeal is low in calories, and if you o add oatmeal to your diet, as a good, it is a good source of iron and fiber. We learned something interesting about oatmeal earlier today, actually, that uh, uh, oh, oatmeal yes. is porridge, but porridge isn't yes, oatmal. all oatmeal is porridge, but not all porridge is oatmeal. It took us like 10 minutes to figure right, out how we didn't that know if it was just what a the difference between porridge and oatmeal like a cultural was. Difference, but. As it turns out, porridge is any kind of grain added to water that includes oatmeal or gruel. Or, you know, or grit. grits, yeah, yeah, grits, which is much tastier than gruel. <laughs> um, and oatmeal is just a, you know, oats in it's water. Oats. Yeah. So uh, I hope you learned something about oatmeal today. Yeah. Uh, today is also National Hermit Day. National Hermit Day celebrates the hermit in all of us. And no, unfortunately, this is not about hermit crabs. I was really excited. <laughs> did you really think this about hermit crabs for, not introverts? For five seconds I did. And then I was like, okay, that's cool too. You know, I should really call them introvert crabs. It's... Aww. Aww, that'd be hermit. so cute. 
<laughs> Introvert crabs. Uh, hermits are people who live in some degree secluded from society. While everyone needs a break from the busy hustle and bustle of life, hermits take it to a new extreme. Some might even argue that modern conveniences make the hermit life more probable and appealing. The national calendar argues that this is only one day, not a lifestyle change. It's simply a retreat into your own quiet someplace isolated from the rest of the world. No wonder you wanted a snow day. I know. That's what I was just about to say. Hopefully we can all be hermits tomorrow during our snow day. Just have a little closed off time. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully. All right. And the final national holiday for today is it is National Cat Day. This day encourages you to give extra attention to your feline friend. 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 (laughs) (laughs) So give extra attention to your feline friend or maybe look into purchasing one. Shelters are full of cats and kittens in need of forever homes. When considering the adoption of a cat, the national calendar has these suggestions. Consider your lifestyle. Will you have time for an active kitten or an adult cat to be more, will be more your pace? Make multiple visits before making a choice. Sometimes the perfect cat will choose you. Spend one-on-one time with the cat so you have some bonding meowments. Oh my And her gosh. true personality comes through. Do other members of your fur family need to be considered? If so, be sure to introduce them to be sure they fit with your personalities. I thought there was going to be another pun there. <laughs> nope. I'm so glad. You could have put personalities. personalities. Oh, Coda. We were uh, so close to getting past that without that. <laughs> when you bring your new family member home, have a space ready for him to, him or her to decompress and adjust to their new abode. Don't be surprised if they hide at first. This is normal cat behavior. National Cat Day also reminds us that neutering and spaying our furry companions helps reduce the abandoned population. Thank you, Ren. So those are our national days today. And that is it, ladies and gentlemen, for the uh, ticket giveaway. Thank you to everyone who texted in with your scary or funny stories. Um, We are about to read and announce the winners. All right. So. All right. The first one is from Gabby. Gabrielle, uh, it says, in my culture, there is a superstition that if you don't close the curtains all the way at night and there is a crack open, you are inviting unwanted guests into your home. My mom told me a story about when I was a baby. She hadn't closed the curtains all the way, and instead of playing with my toys or watching the TV, I just stared at that window. She would move me away and try to distract me, but all I did was stare at the little crack in the curtains. She finally went outside to see if anyone was outside, but no one was around. To this day, she will check every curtain in the house to make sure none are left to crack open. That is terrifying. That is kind of creepy. That, like, babies are, like, scary. Babies know. You can't explain how they behave. So if a baby starts doing something creepy, that's, like, the scariest thing ever because it's, like, you don't know why. Um, and Gabby, uh, you said you would prefer a ticket to asylum, so congratulations. Uh, the ticket to as- the pair of tickets to asylum is yours. All you got to do to claim them, send us an email at news at kcsufm.com, and we can figure out a time to make that happen, or just come by the studio sometime, and we'll work that out. But our second winner, hold on, hold on, our second winner is Jill. And, uh, Jill's story, the most scared Jill has ever been, uh, goes i was visiting lake tahoe and went for a walk we were scared of bears at dusk we were walking back to the house and something dark started chasing us from over a hundred yards away we couldn't see we thought a bear was chasing us and we were booking it so scared it was a dog (laughs) (laughs) and with that that one which is beautifully both scary and funny jill congratulations you've won the pair of tickets to the 13th floor haunted house um shoot us an email at news at kcsufm.com 
uh, or come visit us in the studio and we will make sure that you get those tickets. So uh, congratulations. Thank you for everyone who texted in. Um, our apologies to anyone who didn't receive tickets. Uh, we'll do more giveaways in the future. This is our first time. It was fun. Yeah, for those tickets, make sure you guys email us soon because uh, 13th Floor and Asylum season is uh, rapidly closing. So the, you're going to want to get those tickets soon. Soon. So the, the traditional show at 13th Floor ends at the end of October, but they do have, as they were telling us, they have blackout until uh, November 8th. So get your tickets soon so you can make it to one of those. We are going to move into the weather now, and I'm really excited for this. Because guess what? What? I don't need a drum roll today. Oh. <gasps> I don't. And you know why? Because last year, the incredible former news directors here, J.D. Layton and Emily Moshak, together with the musical genius that is Damien Castillo, created the RMR weather bed. Are we ready? Yes. That was not enthusiastic <laughs> enough. Are we ready? Yes. Yeah. All right. That was like <laughs> super close. Work. One more time. Are we ready? <laughs> you guys, I'm just doing it fine. Yoda and I both knew what we were going to do apparently at the same time. Anyway, yay, the weather. Woo. Oh. Birds are part of the weather. It's time for weather! <laughs> yes! So today was chilly with the snow blowing all night and all day. Burr! The snow and the cold is going to continue tomorrow. But as Wednesday progresses, it should warm to a high of 25 degrees, which is not above freezing. So roads are going to be slick and icy. We've gathered up a lot of snow and slush over the last couple days, and all that's going to freeze. So be really, really careful when driving. We'll see put if school... Put those ice cubes in the put toilet. Those ice, yes, like Ren was saying, put those ice cubes in the toilet. We will see if school is open. Roads are going to be slick. It is not going to be uh, melting or unfreezing. So, uh, you know, keep your fingers crossed, keep your eyes out, stay safe out there, stay warm. But then Thursday is going to be Halloween, and uh, some spooky spirit is looking out for us because temperatures are going to rise to a high of 40, so it might not actually be freezing for Halloween. Uh, for those who want to go trick-or-treating or just go do something fun, uh, you know, it might not be too cold. We're, you know, we're hoping that it'll uh, be be a good condition for everyone to go have some fun. Maybe uh, a full moon, you know. <laughs> um, moving into Thursday, it's going to be model moderately warmer, and the sun's going to be shining all day, hopefully. Um, and that's it for your weather, but if you would like to hear more weather, perhaps for this weekend, maybe find out when it's going to snow next, tune into our show on Thursday, and that'll be at the same time, 4 o'clock, here on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins, the Rocky Mountain Review. But uh, I think we're about the end of our show. We are. We are. That's it happens sad. so fast. I know. We have to thank some people. Though. We have to thank a lot of people. Starting off with Damien Castile, who made this song. This Ooh. song playing right now. Ooh, thank you, Damien. Yeah, it's awesome. All um, right. We also the have to theme. thank Coda Babcock. Aw. <laughs> thank you for coming in and giving us your amazing newscast today. Thank you so much. We'd love to thank Fort Collins Pagan Pride uh, for having you know time to come on the show and telling us about paganism and pagan pride and the pagan pride day 
and uh, that was all awesome. So thank you so much for educating us. We really appreciate that. Yeah, thank you for coming in, Jordan. We also have to thank some people um, at KCSU. Uh, Julia Badalus, Hannah Copeland, Isaiah Reyes, Peter Wack, Raven Color, Hunter Sinclair, and Asher Korn, as well as basically everybody at KCSU. Everyone and anyone else, yeah. Yeah, we could not do this without you guys. Not at all. Um, I got to thank Ren Wadsworth for, you know, coming up with great topics to talk about and good news and, you know, just... just uh, helping helping us do this because I mean uh, my, my voice would get really really boring <laughs> if you had to listen to it for an hour long I have to thank Maximus Hunter because this show would not be nearly as fun or as educational as it would be without you <laughs> teaching people the difference between oatmeal and porridge <laughs> it's important it is Im- it's important okay Stop. don't don't not with that one um, <laughs> that one wasn't good but finally we have to thank you dear listener for putting up with the puns and enjoying our show and texting in and just being a part of this experience we couldn't do without you so thank you We'll We'll see see you you next time. time.